you feel like it's time to begin a new period of productivity, growth, and success in your life? It happens. It happens. And we just need the right motivation and the right teacher. Welcome to the Bees Presents Epic Visionary. No matter where you are in life, if you've made it or on the way up the ladder, this is for you. We're here to enlighten, discuss, inform, and question established points of view so that we can begin a period of new discovery and achieve those life-altering, amazing results. This is the Bees Presents Epic Visionary. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of The Bees Presents Epic Visionary. This episode is going to be a positive attitude, does it matter? A positive attitude, does it matter? So along with this journey today will be Mr. Positivity, Mr. Timothy Brown. He's going to help us on this journey. Before we get there, again, I am Charles the Bees Beasley and your host. And you know that everyone in the world has heard of me and those that are yet to come will hear of me because everybody has told the story about who the birds and who the bees. And that is me. So remember that as we move through this journey and we listen to the clues that are left here by Mr. Positivity, the get down is what we want to take away. And the get down is that part of a person's journey or story that if we take the time to listen to and figure out the success formula, then we can repeat that success formula over and over and over again in our mind. And then we can play that at any time. That's the sweet spot sweet part of the music just remember that let's look for that and then play that over and over again in your mind when you need to and you can possibly take another step also remember that in order to connect the dots we must first collect the dots so uh, mr timothy brown mr positivity will leave some dots for us to pick up let's collect those now let me tell you a little bit about my guest or our guest shall i say Mr. Brown wears a whole lot of hats and has many, many titles. So let's talk about a few of those. The first title that I'm going to talk about is Dr. Timothy Brown. He is a doctor of optometry at Insight Family Eye Care. He and his wife own that place. Uh, she is the one that started and he came along a little later. So uh, Miss Brown runs the whole shop. He helps her out and they've been working together for a, a long time. Obviously, they're married, so they probably probably know each other pretty well. It would be my guess. So another title that I'm going to talk about here is the Avon Man. He is known as the Avon Man. So as I was looking this up, he is listed here as a team consistency leader. Now, when I picked out that word, consistency goes so much in the terms of what we do and what he does, uh, because a lot of people fail to be consistent. So that's a word that stood out to me as I looked at some information for this young man. He is a sales consultant as well and a motivational speaker with Avon. If I'm not mistaken, I believe he started this journey around 15 years of age based on what I saw. And he might correct me if I'm wrong there, but uh, I do know this. He uh, is he has to be a phenomenal leader because he flies and goes all over the place and he has a whole lot of people following him to to what extent that uh, organization is. I don't know, but I know it's got to be what you call humongous. 
So if I'm not mistaken, uh, he is going on a, uh, a photo shoot, I believe, next week uh, to kind of inspire some people and put him out there so they can follow him. But he's also, again, like I said, known as the Avon Man. So I'm going to go to another title. Don't get don't go to sleep on me. Don't get tired of me because he got a lot of them. So what we're going to talk about right now is he's the co-author of a book called Letters to our brothers. Now he was fortunate enough, or I was fortunate enough to get a signed copy. Uh, you could be jealous on that deal, but nonetheless, I got a signed copy from him. I believe it was published in 2019. I, and something's very interesting to me. Uh, he is a co-author along with several, several other guys. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's 43 uh, guys that he collaborated with. And we're going to dig down into that just a little bit deeper as well. I've got some questions about that that I need to, uh, that I want to have answered. I'm just curious. And another title that he has is Deacon. He's Deacon at Tabernacle Baptist Church. Uh, our pastor there is Pastor Reverend Dr. Charles E. Goodman Jr. He has a few more titles in there as well, but I just talked about being uh, a deacon there. Uh, and nonetheless, the a couple other titles uh, that I want to talk about, not talk about, but I'm going to mention, he's a husband, He's a father and a friend. So uh, that's many, many titles that he has to juggle and deal with. And that's a good, good, good thing. I want to thank him for coming on the show and dealing with the Bees Nation as we move forward. And I want to, again, welcome you for coming on and sharing with us again. Thank you, Mr. Positivity. Thank you so much. It is an honor to be here with Bees Nation. And thank you, Mr. Charles Beasley, for uh, giving me this opportunity. And I look forward to talking to you on this awesome podcast. All right. All right. Well, get excited. Get excited. Can't you feel it? Can you hear it in his voice? He's always Mr. Positivity. I like that thing. So let's uh, let me ask you a question. How did you come to get that, that moniker, that name? Where does Mr. Positivity come from? Mr. Positivity started a few years back, somewhere around 2004, when I hit a roadblock. I hit a roadblock, and that roadblock helped me real helped me to realize that I have more work to do. And I decided to do more, to spread positive vibes, to smile more, to share love more, uh, because I realized I could have been dead when I hit that roadblock there. I could have been dead sleeping in my grave, but. The good Lord spared my life and he revived me to be the man that I am today. And I do believe that he revived me because he knew that I had more work to do. He knew that I had more people to impact the lives of those people and that people needed to be uh, surrounded by me because I had some positive words to put into their ears there. So I'm very thankful uh, to have this opportunity. I'm, I'm very thankful to have uh, the platform that I have under the banner, Mr. Positivity there on social media. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. So what what year was that again? What was that again? What year was 2004, that? my last year in undergrad at Lander University. Oh, okay. That's right up the road from my hometown. I'm from Lawrence. I know Lander's in Greenwood. So that's right, what they call right down the street, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm glad that that has worked out for you. So if I'm hearing you, were you always as positive as you are now or that that event, if you don't mind, I don't know if you could share with it. But what was it about that event that changed right there? You said, were you positive as positive before or you just kind of had a the relook at something? Well, you know, people often told me that uh, I smiled a lot and that I was kind. 
but I don't think I had the level of positivity back then that I do now. Okay. Um, back in 2004, February the 19th, I had to be rushed to the hospital because I had a severe pain that I was going through. Okay. And they ended up having to do exploratory surgery. And I had to have several operations because uh, I had an abdominal issue there, a hernia. Okay, okay. And my blood circulation uh, was cut off there. So I was in the hospital for 40 days. Wow. And I uh, get the opportunity to graduate that last semester of 2004. But I did not let that stop me. Right. You know, it was much that I had to work through. And I was able to go back after recovering um, and graduated December of 2004 from Lander University with my biology degree. Okay. So I, I I was not naturally, you know, gifted with being positive. I, I would like to think it was a natural uh, positive, that I was a natural positive person. But in reality, uh, being positive is a daily task that right. I find myself having to work on. You know, it's, it's a choice that I have to make each day when I wake up in the morning there. And, and it's a process to train the mind, uh, to stay on a positive train, uh, to don't fall off the tracks and and realize that along this journey, I've realized that everyone won't be so accepting to the positivity that you're trying to introduce to them or bring into their life there. But exactly. I still share it anyway. You okay. know, uh, so I, I'm, that's that's my that's my journey uh, starting the positivity uh, train. there. OK, so now you mentioned the fact that you have to work at it every day. And I agree, actually, the podcast, uh, the Pride Week is about optimism and uh, how, how you can generate that. So I'm curious uh, how if you were going to teach somebody to be positive, I, I see you and your son and and I can tell that you uh, engage with them a whole lot. So I can imagine you teaching him and some other people, but you mentor a whole lot of people and, and motivate a lot of people. So if you had to teach somebody how to be positive, what would you say? Uh, thank you for the question there. I love spending time with my children. Uh, I want to say first there, and they know that they're like, Dad, oh, here we go again. <laughs> it's a positive message coming from Dad, you know, but, you know, I want to put that into them right. so that, you know, they say what's in you will soon come out. So I want them to have those tools there uh, later in life that they can use. And teaching someone to be positive kind of follows the principles that I like to to share with people is declare uh, define and devote. So okay. I always tell people, if you want to be positive, declare it. Say, I want to be positive. That's the first step, declaring that you want to do it. And okay. then if you want to be positive, define it. Set set out a plan. Lay out a plan and action steps uh, that you will allow you to live a more positive life there. And if you want to be positive, devote to it. Stay the course. Stay committed to living a more positive life. And I always tell people, when I teach them how to be more positive, first, Surround yourself with positive, positive people. people. All right. You may have to, some people go. You may have to break away from some crowds that you used to hang around. But uh, some of us can remember the advice from older adults. They would say uh, they would tell us to watch the company that you keep. It's mm-hmm. all because they were warning us that if you associate yourself with people who speak or act in a certain way, there's a tendency for you to follow in those same steps. So they were just trying to warn us to surround yourself with good company there. So that's the first step. Surround yourself with positive people. Second step, be determined daily and speak positive words over yourself, your life, your future, your family. It's, it's not enough for us to just think about it. You know, we need right. to start 
these things into existence. There's power in our words. Correct. And that's why yep. I always tell people this and I always tell people to be careful what you say. Make sure you think before you speak, because once those words are released, they can either lift someone or they can tear someone down. And we want to make sure that we're being people who are lifting others to the next level there. So, and then the third thing is to make sure that when I'm teaching them, I always remind them to block negativity. Try to block okay. it as much as you can, uh, because negativity is just going to naturally come at you from the left to the right, from the front to the back. And you got to block it. You may have to block negative people. Uh-huh. Um, you may have to stop giving people access to your life. Stop giving people uh, your time and attention and make sure that you're starting to stop yourself from dwelling on negative thoughts there. Okay. So. Okay. So you got to manifest it and then practice it and work at it. It's, it's a lot of work because I know it can be stressful or not stressful. I don't know. It just kind of wears on you to be positive all the time, but it's a mindset. Now, uh, something that I noticed and something I talk about is you mentioned words, but body language plays a big role in that as well, based on what I see anyway. And sometimes or when I see you, like when we were at the men's retreat and all those things, you always have what I call a posture of optimism. You know, when you look at you, uh, then you just feel it, even without necessarily saying a word. Have you or how much emphasis do you put on that or do you notice that or do you teach that as well? So it is it's very important that uh, we try to be optimistic there. Uh, People have told me, along with my smile, that I am very optimistic. If they're feeling down, they may give me a call or send me a text because they need a different perspective. And that's Mm -hmm. something that you kind of learn. And one of the books that uh, I've read in the past from Dale Carnegie, uh, trying to see things, uh, how to win friends and influence others, seeing things from a different perspective perspective right. so that's what i also try to teach people you know your view of something may not necessarily be that way and you may need to try to see it from a different angle okay uh, before you take action upon that right right so you got to observe what's going on around you and take in different areas of uh response and then you can kind of make up your own mind so that is uh very very good so now we talked about different personalities and you mentioned something about hanging around uh, like minded people or cutting some people off that you have to. So that leads me into uh, letters to our brothers. Right. So how did that that come about? And I think it's 40, 44 of you guys. Right. So how did you how did that explain that to us? How did that happen? Letters to our brothers is a, a powerful book. It's an awesome book that. Uh, 44 men were pulled together by the visionary, who is my friend, uh, my college roommate, when we went to Land University, Jason Mahoney. He's from Sumter, South Carolina. And Jason tried to pull 50 men together uh, to Mm -hmm. get this book organized. And it only settled with 44. And I told Jason that I thought that number was very significant because it kind of ties back to our 44th president as well, uh, President Barack Obama. So I was very happy that it stopped at 44. I feel that was God's plan for that to happen. And the goal was for us to get together stories, get together words that we could leave behind, put in a book and leave behind for men and women to read that would encourage them, that would inspire them to don't give up, to realize that other people have gone through challenging situations 
but they did not give up. They pushed through those challenging situations. They were able to overcome them and they are professional men uh, today. And we wanted to make sure that people know that they could do it as well. So we try to put as many positive words, encouraging words as we're sharing our journey uh, in that book there as well. And we actually had a book release back uh, October the 10th of 2019, right before the pandemic hit uh, in one of the communities in Raleigh, North Carolina, and the building was packed. The community showed love and they did a lot of, we did a lot of book signing there um, as well there. So, okay. Well, awesome. So now you said there was was supposed to be 50 and you work with 44. Now, typically when you got a whole lot of people going on, people have um, differing ideas and all those things. I'm sure you guys had a, a lot of schedules to kind of mash together. During that time, was there anything that happened or a situation where you had to really dig deep down and get that positivity to keep it up? Or were, were all you guys pretty much on the same level and, and nothing really came about with that? Well, for the most part, the organization uh, was smooth because some of us, you know, took the step to uh, lead the project to be the voices on the meetings that we were having. Uh, We did a lot of our meetings virtual uh, in order to organize things. Uh, We worked with Rain Publishing. Um, They were very uh, helpful in getting the uh, information that was needed to get the book together, you know, getting all of the stories uh, from everyone. It was a process, you know, okay. and but we made it through. And what helped us was regular scheduled meetings uh, with everyone, gathering ideas from other ones, updating people uh, about the process that we were going through, and also just praying. When we get on those meetings, we, we say prayers. We pray together, okay. and we have to make sure that we're speaking uh, positive words about the success of the book and the book was on Amazon and right. it was a uh, number one seller there on Amazon as well. Bestseller there. So okay. we we're very, very happy about that. Well, good. Cause I, you know, I admire people that can sit down and write the book. I don't know what all that entails, uh, but I've known some people that write them I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, um, I don't know how much time and all is in it, but I think it requires a lot of attention to detail would be my thought anyway. So that was pretty, pretty amazing. Now, each one of you had a, uh, a chapter, right? That's right. And what, what, what was, uh, what was the title of your chapter? What was it? So in the book on page 13, I had the opportunity to be on page 13 and had, despite the challenges, Keep a positive mindset. I figured it had something to do with some positivity. I, I remember that. I remember that. You know, and uh, this, this little hinges swing big doors. It's kind of crazy. My favorite number is 13. So that's, oh, that's kind of wild. That. Yep, yep, yep. That that uh, that little tidbit is kind of, I don't know. It's interesting. But my favorite number is 13 as well. So now, so you went to school and you told me about those things. Um, and it appears that you've had a lot of success and you're going to continue to have some. So what I found in some cases, a lot of times when people get to a certain plateau then they tend to drift backwards um, for whatever reason, uh, do you ever look at a point where, you know, you're tired and uh, not necessarily of um, because you're falling backwards, you just got so much going on. How do you keep that positive energy and strive to do even more? Right. People always ask sometimes, you know, uh, Tim, 
is your life always smooth and positive? Everything's always flowing smoothly for you. And I want you all to know the answer is no. But <laughs> guess what? I keep pushing forward despite the fact that every day is not always positive. I still put my best foot forward and try to make it a positive day because I realize that it's a choice. Right. It's a choice that we have to make there. And I still choose mm-hmm. positivity. And the reason why is because I've learned over the years that positivity wins. Positivity uh, converts others. You know, positivity transforms situations. Positivity attracts other positive people. And being positive is a choice that I'm glad that I made. The same choice about being happy. Happiness right. is a choice. And we got to choose happiness every day. And we, when we do that, when we choose happiness, when we choose positivity, life is so much better because right. we make good choices. Exactly. So, uh, you know, something I found is they say, well, the, the outside is a reflection of the inside, right? So if you see somebody that has a frown or on their face, then guess how they feel on the inside? Something ain't That's right. They sad. But if they are angry, they kind of look angry on the outside. And that means they're angry on the inside. Now, what I do find, though, is what's on the outside is a reflection of the inside. So if you change the inside, which you said, make a choice to think positive and happy thoughts, then guess what happens to your outside? <laughs> it it be- does a, a wonder to your appearance, to others. Right. Uh, it does to how much you change other people, how much you help other people smile because they see a smile on your face right yes. well good good make sure you guys are picking up those dots that's a big dot right there he keeps dropping them all over the place so make sure that you keep collecting them bad boys and putting them up and then we will see about connecting them a little bit later on so let's go to when did you decide that you wanted to be a doctor or how did that come about was that from a childhood standpoint or how did that work out it started about seventh grade Seventh grade, I wanted to be a doctor, wasn't sure what doctor I wanted to be. I also wanted to be a motivational speaker. And I went with my mom to her eye exam in our hometown of Flores there. And I was observing what they were doing. And I was like, hmm, this is nice. Helping people see better. Helping people find out what may be causing them to have vision uh, disturbances and problems. And Uh, She got her first pair of glasses. They took her through the optical and she tried them on. They looked good on her and she saw better. And I was like, wow, it would be nice to do this. So I started doing research. Okay. And whenever we had the opportunity in high school and even in college to select a topic that we could give a presentation on in front of the class, I did it on optometry. And therefore, my knowledge grew, my interest grew. I would uh, shadow uh, the local optometrist there in my hometown in Loris. I shadowed optometrists that worked in commercial settings like Walmart. And uh, I've now had the opportunity to work with probably over 20 different optometrists there um, throughout uh, my career here. And it's, it's been wonderful. And I'm glad that I made that decision. I, I first thought I wanted to be a teacher, okay. but my mom kind of gave me a different perspective on that. So uh, <laughs> I journeyed back over into the doctor lane there, and there I am. I graduated uh, 2010 from Pennsylvania College of Optometry, 
and uh, at Salish University, mm-hmm. and I was president of my optometry class for four years, and I had the wow. opportunity okay. to be able to uh, schedule uh, vision screenings where we screen uh, adults and children all mm-hmm. throughout the city of Philadelphia, and I worked with our National Optometric Association and our student association there and did vision screeners uh, with the students there and organized those things. And I still work with the National Optometric Association today uh, as one of the board members on the uh, National Optometric Foundation. Okay, awesome. So at seven years old, you knew you wanted to be a doctor and you you saw something that kind of triggered and stuck with you. Okay, so and that's always interesting to me is. Uh, and actually, we, we can come back to that as being an epic. There's something that happens in our life, whatever that is, that can spark us in a different direction. So that's pretty cool. I'm I'm glad I asked that question. That's that's all right. I, I, I like that. I like that. Thank you. You you have a great you have a lot of great questions. So thank you for asking. The all questions right. There. Well, we got a few more to go. Hang with me, Mr. Positivity. Hang with me. So that's a I good am one. here to stay. All right. All right. All right. So let's talk about the Avon man. Right. Because as we know, uh, I know that you say you've been in it since you're about 15 and I've read some of the stuff and I actually saw a uh, I think that's an old YouTube of you uh, when you went to the um, I guess it was a Chick-fil-A that was, uh, I think, in 15 or something like that. Uh, but you go in there and you talk about how, you know, how you can make money or how you can go in here and just it doesn't cost you a whole lot of money. It just costs you some time. You know, you didn't do nothing special. You just went in and and kind of talked to somebody and, and spread the word in terms of what you what you do. So how did um, how did that come about? How did you get, first of all, to be an Avon? Well, people know me as the Avon Man. They know me as Skin So Soft King because I <laughs> okay. always have Skin So Soft products ready for my customers when they call and need it on the spot there as well. But I, uh, I'm also the leader of Team Consistency, which you mentioned earlier there. And I'm also a mentor to over 3,000 other representatives who are not on my direct team, okay. but they follow me in my group to learn and to grow from the things that I do with my business. I share in the group. And they take those things and they grow as well. And I started selling Avon when I was 15. Uh, My father was an Avon representative. Mm -hmm. And there are are other men in the Avon business. A lot of people do not realize that Avon was founded in 1886 by David H. McConnell, who is also a man. So I I started. Yes. Yes. Founded by a man. So Mm -hmm. I started my journey uh, with my father. And I told my father that I wanted to sell some of his products so that I could become more independent. I wanted to buy my own car and I wanted to pay my own car insurance. And then eventually I made enough money where I was able to handle my own personal items that I needed throughout high school there. So my dad was very surprised at the amount of Avon products that I was able to sell uh, from his inventory. And I made profit that way. And I bought uh, my first car, Pontiac Grand Am, (laughs) Teal Green. (laughs) <laughs> you remember that? I see. That's right. I, I bet. I, I bet you were smiling from ear to ear, weren't you? <laughs> I was. I was very proud because uh, because that that gave me the the intro to a business that I had no idea that I would still have a part of today. Okay. When my father passed away in 2009. I made the decision to start my own Avon business in memory of my dad. Okay. So I did that in 2011, and I celebrated this year 10 years as an Avon representative and team leader. 
Okay, awesome. Awesome. 3,000 people that kind of follow you 10 years. That is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And um, obviously, you got to be good at it or you wouldn't be doing it. And uh, so that's a wonderful thing. So let's come to, you know, I know that you're deacon in the church and you do a whole lot of things in there. Was that something that uh, you always kind of aspired to be or was that something somebody brought you into? How did how did you get there? Being a deacon in the church was not something that I always wanted to be. That's okay. my confession. Okay. <laughs> but I am happy to say that before the pandemic hit, uh, I was called to this position and I accepted. Okay. And I went through training. Even during the pandemic, um, we call ourselves the Super Six. Uh, six of us going through training uh, as deacons. And this year, at the beginning of this year in January, we were ordained. Uh, by Dr. Reverend Dr. Charles E. Goodman okay. uh, at Tabernacle Baptist Church. And it's another opportunity to serve. It's an opportunity to be able to help take care of the members in the church, the community, and to support the vision of Pastor Goodman there at Tabernacle there. So I'm very grateful. I'm honored uh, to have this opportunity, and I'm looking forward to the journey uh, as well there as Deacon at Tabernacle. Okay, so out of these roles that you have, is it difficult to uh, to keep them all? Is one more difficult than the other? Do they kind of play off of each other, or how does that work out? Do they all pretty much are the same, or takes a different skill set for for where you are? There is a challenging part, and that challenging part is time. It takes time to fulfill these roles, and it takes time and commitment to fulfill these roles in the proper way there. So it's the commitment um, that is most challenging with all of these roles here, the commitment to the time, committing the time, committing the energy, and actually doing the work uh, to make things happen there. You know, So I always say some people dream, others hope, but I know that it takes work uh, to make things happen there. And it takes consistent work uh, for you to make it happen and do it well there. And that's something that I teach also uh, in my in my, my business and also for relationship is to be consistent. Be consistent uh, to achieve greater success with your business and also your relationships there. And your habits, good habits, consistently having good habits will produce good results there. If you consistently have bad habits, uh, bad things are going to follow those bad habits there. So I encourage people who may be listening, uh, another nugget that I put out there, be consistent. Consistently uh, work towards what you want, the success that you want out of your business, the, the okay. relationship that you want uh, to have there. People know, I want people to know that struggles are real. Right, uh, I, yes. I want them to understand that challenges, they're going to be there. Right. But I want them to understand that it's possible to succeed if you commit to the plan and stay the course. Okay. And that's what I want you to take away tonight to make sure that you have goals, make sure that you create a plan and write down the action steps that you are going to take to help you reach and exceed your goals. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So let me ask you a question. I don't, I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm not sure. I think it may be a pretty simple one, but on a scale, let's say the positivity scale, but on a scale of one to 10, how positive would you say you are? I am committed on a daily basis. A hundred percent committed okay. to being a team. All right. A team. All right. I want everybody here. Let me type them. Let me tap on the mic here. I am committed to a 10 
Um, the world is filled with negativity. And, and the reason why I'm committed to that is uh, because the world is filled with negativity and I refuse to join that negative, negative crowd there. Each day, uh, I'm committed to spreading positivity in my personal space, spreading positivity on the social media platforms, as you mentioned there. And I'm also committed to speaking positivity over my life and my family and my friends. So if you're connected to me, okay, I'm praying for you and I'm speaking positive words over your life as well there. So make sure you connect with me and we'll talk about that later on on the podcast. Okay. Now, I think what's really cool about what you said is, first of all, it begins with you. You have to be positive. And if you are positive, then you can throw it out to everybody else. So a lot Absolutely. of what you got to do is recognize that um, it's in you first. Uh, you don't have to absorb it. But if you're positive, it makes it easier to be positive and, and pull some people. I, I'm going I'm to drop this that I call that the, the uh, tsunami effect. Right. You just you just kind of over just bring everybody with you because you're so positive. They just can't help but just follow you. Right. You know what I mean? This is the tsunami effect. Cool. Right. And you take care of you before you try to take care of someone else. So work on getting yourself together. Work on getting your mind together. Work on getting your life in a more positive state. Then reach out uh, to help another brother and sister along the way. Okay, uh, let me ask you this. So, uh, what would when we talk about the get down? If you could kind of break it down and to some some bits and pieces that are that we can kind of put together, what would your get down be? What are the the key components that uh, we can kind of sum up based on your journey, based on what you've been through, uh, that they can kind of latch on to and just 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 get that sweet music playing over and over in their mind when they got to pull it out? What would that be? I love that title, The Get Down. And I want to say that uh, for my get down, I follow the PP approach. Okay. That's positivity and push approach. Okay. And I always encourage people to let positivity lead your life, live in a more positive life. I want them to understand it's a process. It's not something you wake up and then boom, you're a more positive person. You're smiling all <laughs> the time. It's a process and you have to work on it. You have to work on yourself, as we mentioned earlier. And you begin a cycle of positivity from morning to noon to midnight, making sure that you practice letting positive words flow from your mouth. Words okay. as simple as good morning, smart guy, or hello, beautiful. Right. Or, okay. Hey, it's not the tail, or I got this day, or, or nothing can stop me. Those, those positive words on a daily basis and all throughout the day, if you do it and you consistently do it, it will help transform your mind into a more positive state. And when you first start, Focus on you, as we mentioned earlier. Think about what you have. Think about who you are and what you mean to others. And when you find the routine and let in the positive words flow, speaking positive words about yourself, then transition over to speaking positive words about others. Positivity doesn't always have to be about you. Right. Okay. First, starting that cycle, let it be about you. And then uh, you can help someone else along the way. The other approach is the other P is push. Okay. And always people to push yourself. We need we need to be more dependent on self versus others. Mm-hmm. And so I encourage people to push yourself when you're stuck and not growing. Push yourself uh, when you're down and depressed. Push yourself when you have tasks to complete and you want to throw in a towel. Push yourself when nobody is watching. That's most important. When you don't have the cheers and you don't have people going rah rah, good job. Keep pushing yourself there. Don't depend on someone else to be there to push you. 
uh, when you slip, when you're struggling, uh, or when you stop. Push yourself through it all, bounce back, and win, my friends. Okay, okay. That's those some dots right there. Make sure you get them. I love it. I'm getting excited over here myself. I just don't know how to contain it, but I will. Let me get it back together. I'm sorry. <laughs> Calm back down. So now, um, so let's, so now let's talk about this is uh, the epoch that we're talking about. I said epoch, not epic. So I'm going I'm to define this real quick. An epoch is a period of time in history or a person's life, typically one marked by notable events or particular characteristics. So what epoch did you discover and what brought that on? So. One of the things that I was mentioning earlier, we kind of talked about it earlier, was uh, 2004. Mm-hmm. I hit that roadblock. Um, February the 19th, there, I saw a different side of life. I okay. saw a side of life where I didn't know if I was going to be able to be the person that I was before okay. uh, February the 19th. Um, people always told me that you can do it, you can make it. But really, I was really low. I was at a low point. My life had changed. My appearance had changed. I was in the hospital for those 40 days there. I did not graduate from Lander University, um, but Mm. I had to snap out of it because Mm -hmm. the doctor was suggesting that maybe I need antidepressant pills. Okay. And the doctor was suggesting that I needed those things because you had plans of becoming a doctor. You had plans of graduating. And now Mm. those things have been stopped. And I said, Dr. Lutz, listen, I don't need the depression pills, anti-depression pills. What I need to do is to recover enough so that you can release me from this hospital. Okay. And I guarantee you that I'll bounce back. Okay. So I had I had that commitment that if I did well enough to get released from the hospital, that I could bounce back. And I made that declaration. And after making that declaration, it all happened. I was released about in April, right before my birthday. And it took me probably about a year to get normal functioning back in, in my body and everything. Okay. But I survived. I survived. And I look at it, that story of my life as being delayed, but not denied. You know, I was awesome. able to go back. Yeah. I graduated with my biology degree at Lander University. Uh, later on, got married. I'm a father of two beautiful children. Uh, I, I'm an Avon leader deacon in the church as you mentioned optometrist and the list continues because i was determined not to just lay there and give up on life i had to fight back so i want to encourage people yes make sure you fight back since that time i made that decision my life has been more positive because i realized that my life could have been shorter if i if i didn't have grace and mercy on my side okay Awesome. Awesome. Bees Nation. We have uh, got a whole lot going on there. The question that we talked about or the title of the podcast was a positive attitude. Does it matter? Well, I'm going to answer that question for you. Obviously, it does matter. It matters a whole lot. So I wrote this. A positive attitude does matter. Find one. So go figure out how to find your own uh, positive attitude and apply it over and over and over again. And I really, really, really appreciate and thank you for uh, being so open about your life and uh, sharing with us because uh, everybody's has a story. And uh, if we just kind of tap into it and again, success leaves clues, but we can learn from other people's experiences 
and then we can apply them. So everybody has that within us. And hopefully you remember the get down that we have here, PP, and remember the uh, epic uh, that he talked about and what was it in his life at that time. So again, I really, really appreciate that. Uh, Mr. Positivity, do you have any final thoughts? I just want to uh, thank you for giving me this opportunity. I want to thank Beast Nation for listening in. And I hope that the words shared will inspire and motivate someone to keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. So with all the stuff that you've got going on, how uh, can the listeners reach you or contact you for eye care or prayer or uh, skin so soft or whatever that is that you might want to put out there for them? How can they contact you? How can it, What's the best way for them to reach you? Thank you. I have several ways on my Facebook page. I have Timothy Brown, Mr. Positivity. I also have a Facebook page called Avon Man, Timothy Brown. We also have a Facebook page called Insight Family Eye Care, and you can send us a private message there as well. You can schedule your eye exam. We do welcome all new patients. We have patients traveling from multiple states to allow us to help take care of their eye care needs there. So I'm happy to uh, have another patient in the office. And uh, I'm on Instagram. As okay. Timothy Brown, Mr. Positivity. I'm on YouTube as uh, Timothy Brown, Mr. Positivity. I'm even on TikTok. Wow. Really? Okay. <laughs> I got to get I'm caught on, up. <laughs> I'm on Pinterest and also I'm on LinkedIn as well there on those platforms. So feel free to follow me and share in uh, with me on this positive journey in life. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. So, again, this is the episode of The Bees Presents, and we, again, have Dr. Timothy Brown, Mr. Positivity, along here for the ride. Well, The Bees Presents is available every Friday. Uh, You should be able to find us on all areas that you can find the podcast. And also, you can go to beesnetwork.com, B-E-A-Z network.com, all one word. And you can pick up on this episode and many more as we move forward out here. So again, thank you. I look forward to seeing you on uh, or listening or talking with you on Friday, uh, every Friday. Thank you again. And we will talk to you soon. You've been listening to The Bees presents Epic Visionary. The Bees is an executive manager that runs two successful automobile franchises. Having been in the business since 1995, he's hired, trained, and mentored other successful executive managers who run and lead sales teams. And now he sits down with people from all walks of life to reveal how they were able to see the need for change in their way of thinking and begin a new period of productivity, growth, and success in their life. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. In the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bees Network. Till next time.